0: Yeah, no, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that later. Yeah, let's just do this now. All right. So we're here, right? (laughs) All right, Reg, are you ready to go? Good. Let's go. I like where the, the levels are bopping there. Looks good. Voice sounds good. I'm feeling good. I've got a few little rants to say today, so I'm extra hyped up. So let's just get started here. I'll give you the uh, three S's. I'll give you the the countdown. You give me the music, and I'll give you one hell of a podcast. How's that for a deal, all right? Okay, let's go. Put it in the book, episode 258, Ready? Here we go. Star, smile, strong. Here we go. Ready? All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Hey, it's Elton Jim Toronto, and this is Captain Podtastic. And welcome to another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Every Monday, a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. We're also found wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. So, if you're there, we're there. Listening to this podcast is not your only responsibility, folks. You have to help me. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell your neighbors. Tell your family. Send them a link. Send them a message. Tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podcastic, and why the heck isn't it there? Your loyalty, devotion, and of course that little extra effort that you go to every every week is certainly appreciated. If you're a longtime listener or a new a newbie, if you will, if you like what you hear or like what you've been hearing, don't forget there's a ton of previous podcasts just waiting to be enjoyed, waiting to be binged. How many do you say? Well. If you go to WGNRadio.com, you go to the podcast section, you hit the prompt for this podcast, you will find all 257 previous episodes. According to my abacus, that makes this episode number 258. So this week what i like to talk about is the recent Academy Awards ceremony commonly known as the oscars in fact I, I guess they're even calling it the oscars now that used to be the nickname for the trophy and then for the presentation but most of the time it was always officially and formally recognized and and referred to as the academy awards but now they are they seem the academy itself seems to be going towards branding the Oscars as their official name, taking on the nickname as opposed to the official title. There's many stories as to how uh, the, the, the Oscars got that nickname. Um, one commonly uh, told story is that apparently, I believe it was Betty Davis gave it that nickname because it supposedly looked like one of her husband's. I don't know if that meant he was bald and smooth all over his body. <laughs> I'm not sure what Betty meant by that, but uh but anyway it is it is now really referred to as the Oscars, even in commercials uh for the show and even branded on the red carpet this year, giant you know you know ten feet letters saying the Oscars, not the Academy Awards. now you know me, I'm old school, so I prefer Academy Awards. It seems to be a little more prestigious, a little more um, formal. Uh, it seems to have a little more stature, a little more heft. The Academy Awards, as opposed to the Oscars, right? Well, I don't know. That's not even, you know, what do you think of? You think of Oscar the Grouch, right? Or Oscar Madison. But uh, whatever. But I have to say, uh, you know, the, the this past year we have seen the pandemic uh adversely affect many, many business industries and institutions and certainly the movie business and the institution of films have been just just devastated. I mean I don't know if you can either pick another word for it. Movie theaters closed for most of twenty twenty. They're slowly opening now uh, as restrictions are lifting even though I still think we're in the middle of a very serious pandemic. I don't understand why things are lifting as quickly as they are. Uh, people are getting vaccinated, but certainly not in the numbers that uh, that we had hoped, even though they surpassed President Biden's goal of a million shots or 100 million shots in his first 100 days. That just sounded like an impressive number. I, I, from what I heard, we're still, you know, as a country, and even in the state of Illinois, the city of Chicago, very below where we hope to be in terms of the percentage of people vaccinated and not even close to anything approaching the idea of this herd uh, immunity. So, And then if you look around the world, uh, things are not getting better around the world. India especially, I don't know if you've read the news lately, but India, they're getting 300 over 350 cases per day that means like that's monday 350 and the next day it's surpassing that and that's not just adding to it like one day it's 315 315,000 and then the next day it's 340,000 but that's not just adding that's not adding another 30,000 there that means on tuesday we had 315,000 315,000 cases. And then we started over from scratch on Wednesday and we got another 340,000. Uh, apparently, the, it's just, the, the, the country is devastated. So we're lifting restrictions here and we're acting as if things are done. I don't see how they're done, but uh, that's where we're at. Uh, it's go, I, This is gonna be a, a, a long haul, I believe. But anyway, to get back to my Oscar rant here, So uh, there's no question that the movie industry has been devastated, and I get it. And movies are and always have been um, a a haven for escapism, for distraction, to take us away from perhaps the bad things that are happening around us. Uh, We have always looked to entertainment even as a temporary distraction. We have always seen that that films or theater, whatever the whatever the, the main format of entertainment was for a specific era, when we were in times of strife, or the, whether it was war or it was depression, uh, you know, economic depression, um, we looked to you know either the live stages of vaudeville in the twenties, and then films in the thirties and forties during World War II. Uh, you know, and things like that. We have always gone to forms of entertainment to help us escape and distract us. And so while now the, the the entire industry is really making a huge shift to not only meet the realities of what the pandemic was dictating, but also feeding into where things were naturally moving they may not have moved as quickly in terms of streaming services uh, now being you know may, the major delivery service for many people's entertainment in the home but also in more uh, more uh, directly affecting the movie business is first run films not being exclusively shown in theaters for a month or two or three or four months and then coming to the home But now being released either on the same day as they are in theaters or within a week or so, which completely shifts the whole paradigm and shifts the entire business. Because if you wanted to see a new movie right away, when it first came out, you had to go to a theater. And now that's changed because for most of 2020, as I said, we couldn't go to a theater. And so Hollywood said, well, wait a minute, we will... We want to still serve your your need for entertainment, so we'll send it to your home. And while I think recently now there was um, some encouraging news in the in the, the question of can theaters even come back? Are people going to be so used to to getting uh, first run films in their home? Will they even go back to theaters? Um, a, a some good news was that the the big uh, uh, film. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong made like thirty million dollars at the theaters. At the theaters, so at least uh, on a short-term basis, and maybe it's a novelty. Maybe it's it's this idea that people have been, you know, they've got cabin fever that they're running out to theaters because it's one of the, the the few public places that are opening. Um, but I wonder, in the long haul, after the novelty, after the cabin fever is gone, in a year or two will people decide it's much easier for me it's much more convenient i've got a i've got a big screen uh tv i've got a a nice little stereo system to accompany it i don't need to go out i don't need to uh battle with deal with parking i don't need to deal with um rude people standing next to me talking texting looking at their cell phones phones ringing Uh, People just being rude in general, talking, whatever it is, as we've all been in theaters lately, we know that they've just become one big living room. People forget they're in public uh, and they don't really care about other people's privacy or their own enjoyment of things. And so why not stay at home? Even if it's $30, invite a few people over, split the cost, order a pizza, much cheaper. Much more convenient, and for, for the most part, yeah, you're not going to have a 100-foot hundred foot screen in your house, but uh, a lot of people today have 60, 70-inch screens with, with surround sound um, capabilities, so it ain't bad. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, when we get the all clear and the pandemic is officially over in a year or so. Uh, will people go back? Initially probably yes. As I said, as a as a declaration of freedom, right? As some kind of but after in the long haul, I wonder what's going to happen to the movie theater and the movie theater experience. There will always be movie theaters because especially for young people. I think what you're going to basically see at movie theaters is you're not going and you're already doing it now, but I think after this you're going to really see a difference in what is uh, offered at movie theaters, it'll be much harder. It's already hard. It's it was all, it was already difficult uh, for the most part over the last several years to find a non uh, you know teenager uh, fantasy superhero animated film at the theater. They were usually in limited releases and you know in small theaters. I'm talking about just more adult oriented films. You know, small comedies, dramas. Uh, the movie theaters now are completely designed for and oriented toward young people. Uh, and I mean, like teenagers, because teenagers will always want to go to the food to the movie theater, not just for the aesthetic of, oh, I need to see the uh, the effects and the, uh, uh, you know, the the big screen like some you know film snobs would say. They just want to get out of the house. Teenagers do not want to watch movies with their parents. They don't want to stay in the house and watch movies. They want to go out. Where do you take your teenage girlfriend? You want to take her to the theater. You want to get away from, you know, you want, you want your freedom. So there will always be a need for the movie theaters. It's a great place to go uh, as a teenager to hang out with your friends or to go on a date, right? So they will always be around, but will they always still be packed? Uh, and, and 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 will they there will there be adults? I don't know, because I think as time goes on, you're going to see that more of the films that are uh, that are aimed at adults will will go right to the streaming services and be and be you know offered on de- on demand at home, and even if they are in the theaters, they'll be at limited limited theaters they won't be there for long and adults will just choose not to go anyway because the big or you know uh, you know youth oriented films like your king kongs and your godzillas or uh, your superheroes you know your iron man or your you know justice league and things like that those are going to be the films and uh, obviously your animated films for little kids that those are going to be the films basically that will will be shown in theaters i think Within the next five years, because it's too convenient, and you know, to, and 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 those other films, adults aren't going to go see them, because I don't need to see a comedy or a drama. Really, I'm not going to miss anything on the big screen. You certainly would miss the the excitement uh, and the overall experience if you saw a movie like star like a Star Wars film or something like that. Uh, you know, you could still get the the impact, but not the full experience. It's certainly better to see a film like that, effects-oriented, effects-filled films, on the big screen with the sound and you know the, the whole experience. But if you're going to see a drama, you know, do do you need to see do, you know do you need to see Meryl Streep, uh, you know, eighty feet high? Not really, right? So, but um, so there's no question that the that the movie theater and the movie business has been majorly affected by the pandemic. If you remember, we did have an Oscar ceremony last year because it was pre-pandemic. It was in early February. So there wasn't Oscars last year. You might not even remember that anymore. Parasite last year was the best picture. Do you remember that? It seems like a long time ago, doesn't, doesn't it? doesn't seem like 10 years ago. And even from my standpoint, right, Elton John uh, and Bernie Taupin won the Oscar for the best original song from his um, Rocket Man film at last year's Oscars. And even I forgot that was last year. So it just seems like that was a long time ago. Now, we've seen over the last year attempts to to bring some kind of normalcy with these these kind of um, abbreviated or 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 limited capacity or just changed rules, bastardized versions, if you will, of entertainment and sports to to give people some kind of escapism, like I said earlier. so last season we saw. All the, the, the major sports like baseball and hockey and basketball and football put on seasons. Uh, the ones that were in it last summer uh, and, and early the early part of the year and, and in the summer, you know baseball, the end of hockey, the end of basketball, they had no people in the stands. Hockey and basketball still don't have people in the stands. Baseball have a few people in the stands since it's outside. They're trying to do that. Football at the end of the season had a few people in pockets because it's such a big stadium, once again, outdoors. But some of the rules changed in baseball and and um, and things like that. So uh, I I felt like the, the, the last season of the whole year of any sports was just was was not real. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't watch the Super Bowl, granted, but that, that was the only football game I really watched all season. And I haven't watched any other sports because I just don't feel that these are they. They seem like exhibitions to me. They don't seem real. And 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 to call them championship seasons, I think is is just is not right. I mean, baseball crowned a champion last year with a sixty-game season. Uh, that that that's just not right. Baseball plays one hundred sixty-two games a season. How do you now na- allow? a team to be called a world champion or the champion after playing a 60-game season. But you know what? We, we, we have all these traditions, and then when it suits us, we just break them all. <laughs> and part of my, my diatribe about that last year was my feeling was, and still is, that sometimes against the old adage, Sometimes, many times, most of the time, something is not better than nothing. We think something is better than nothing until we see what the something is. And then after it happens, we go, well, that was bad. And so then you, and then in retrospect, you go, you know what? They didn't even do that. So then why bother? I've said this so many times. Deal in reality, not in fantasy. Sometimes something is not better than nothing. So we've seen over the last year, they've attempted to do award shows within a pandemic. And we've seen that they have been mostly horrible. They have not been interesting to watch. They have not been exciting because for the most part, People have not been in tuned on a, on a regular basis with these forms of entertainment because we are not receiving them in the normal way that we did, which was whether it was music or movies or, or I mean, look at Broadway, stage plays, completely done, completely gone. So that's Reality. We continue to try to force normalcy where, where, it, where it can't happen. And when you do that, you wind up with a, a terrible result, which then leads me to say that something is not better than nothing. Sometimes nothing is best. So as I said, we've seen the Emmy Awards. There were very few uh, you know, new shows on. We've seen music awards, you know, the, the Grammys, but the the entertainment world. I and I love the entertainment world. I grew up with it. I've I, I, I've been writing about it and talk about it most of my professional life. But it it hasn't been the same. The pandemic has been it's been it's been brutal. The pandemic has been brutal to the entertainment and the arts in general. But you can't pretend like it like it hasn't. So I you know they, they delayed the Oscars. there were hardly any films that were ever released to theaters. If they were, they were by in name only but most theaters weren't even open in 2020. They extended they, they, they pushed the Oscars back it's usually in in February they pushed it back to, to April to hopefully give more time. They thought maybe you know the, that things would open up uh, earlier they didn't. So a lot of films were officially in quotes released to theaters or released to on-demand streaming services but how many people really saw them I think the the percentage is minuscule even people in the film industry I can't believe saw that many of the films it's just there it was just a it, if, if not only for the lack of, of distribution, for the lack of a delivery service, but just the overall malaise of it. We were in a pandemic. There were other things going on. We had a presidential election. We were stuck inside. Movies, you know, theaters were closed to begin with. Yes, they were there for our, for our enjoyment, but were they really? We had to wait, we, Where did we find them? It, it was just it was a year that you have to say, you know what? You can't do it." So I was surprised that they were even going to have an Academy Awards show this year. Now you say, Jim, I mean that's not right, because there were films made. There will, there were films released. So you can't just not have an Academy Awards. We've been doing it for ninety-three years. This was the ninety-third year. And what about those people that did put out films? Uh, you know, shouldn't they at least get some recognition as as is tradition? I mean, you don't have to. There's no law, but we've been doing it for ninety-three years, and there were films that were out, and in some cases, these were these films and these projects were were people's life dreams. And they were they were once-in-a-lifetime opportunities to, to, to get a role, if they're an actor or an actress, to get a role in a film and, and, and be a, the star of a film or to be a director or a writer to finally get your movie made. So that's not fair. I get that. I'm a movie fan. I love movies. So don't get me wrong here. As I'm speaking on this topic, please keep in mind that I say this as a movie lover. As a movie fan, as someone who's been watching movies since they were a little kid. I've been talking about and writing about movies professionally for what? More than 30 years. I was a film I was a regular film critic for 10 years writing about it, talking about it. I still talk and write about uh, films. They've been a major part of my life and my education. I am an actor. Because I watched films and wanted to emulate my my idols. So when I'm saying, when I'm talking, please keep that in mind. I'm not just some curmudgeon that's pointing fingers and hates everything. I actually love the movies. That's why this year's Oscars got me so mad and so angry. Because I love them. So I was surprised to say that that the the, C, based on the 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 hodgepodge uh, releasing of films and the lack of excitement and you didn't even know movies came out and who made them and where'd you find them or whatever. I was surprised that they wouldn't just like you know it was look at they they canceled the Olympics last summer right. I don't know how they're going to do it. They're supposed to do the Olympics in a couple of months in, 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 in Tokyo. I don't know how they're going to do that. Apparently, Japan has, has is, is a surge going on there. But my point is, everything can be canceled. It really can. Now, to get to my point, uh, I, I understand. We have to also differentiate between the Academy Awards ceremony and the Academy Awards show. Two big differences. They could have had an Academy Awards ceremony. They still could have given out the Academy Awards and recognized and celebrated the films of the past year. But they didn't have to have the Academy Awards show. They could have done an hour program where they just gave out the awards. And we've seen them do that with the Emmys and other things, they were very condensed shows. Were they overtly, um, uh, you know, entertaining and, and were they like the past? No, but we're, we, but we're in a different time now. I've said this for the beginning of this year, 2021. My slogan was adapt, was mask up, adapt, and find fun in 2021. That was my motto mask up, adapt but still find fun we could still have fun but adapt is the key word adapt we are not adapting we 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 just we 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 just we are trying to go from 0 to 100 again like we do in everything you have to admit and recognize the realities and then find ways to do what you want to do in a responsible way To have put on a three-hour, more than three-hour Oscar show in the grand tradition after the year in films was devastated, after few people saw any of them, so there was no real excitement, there was no real horse race, there was no real personal connection or investment by the public in any of these films because no one saw them. I'm sorry that happened if you did get your film made if you if this was your your dream it's unfortunate you got a you got you got you got a bad break but you can't force the issue and i believe that this year's oscar presentation not only forced the issue rammed the issue it was ill conceived from the beginning there shouldn't have been a 3 hour oscar show there should have been a hour at best oscar ceremony that gave out the awards no audiences no red carpets we have voted the academy has voted here are the winners and yes Hopefully next year we could we will be able to do it the right way. But given the current situation, this is the only way we could do it. That was the responsible way, that was the realistic way. That was the way that you adapt and still do what you do but acknowledge the realities. But you know, we for the past year we as I've talked a few podcasts ago, we're seeing um you know, the Hollywood stars, they don't know what to do for this last year. They are so, they are so used to getting attention that they, they've now, you know, stormed the internet. Many women have stormed the internet with, with, in, in their underwear, naked pictures. Uh, just, it, it's such a desperate grasp for attention because these, these, these celebrities aren't, haven't been getting this. What they're used—they're used to—they're used, to, used to going out and being at restaurants and being fo- and photographed and going on red carpets and wearing dresses and wearing tuxedos and being asked questions and being on television and being in movies and having people kiss their butts—and none of that's happened. And so they tried to bring back and 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 for their own self-indulgence. You know, they wanted to dress up because they haven't dressed up in a year. They wanted to walk on a red carpet even though the red carpet had no photographers there. It looked like a ghost town. You could shoot a cannon and not hit anyone. It wasn't adapting. It was desperation. Adapting would have been an hour show announcing the winners and letting them accept their awards via Zoom and giving a speech and being done and say thank you. And next year, hopefully, we can do this the way we did. But they tried to to do a, a half-baked show. And it wasn't even half-baked. It was raw. It was ill-conceived from the beginning. It turned out to be um, just self-indulgent and self-absorbed. It was preachy. It was lecturing. It was you know it was politically uh, you know politically biased it was it was trying to be different for different sake um, I, 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 I can't even find any any adjectives. it was it was boring in many ways it was disrespectful and I'll get into that why but the biggest word I can say about the Oscars this year. They were unnecessary. It was unnecessary. You cannot have a joyous, big, over-the-top celebration in a time of a pandemic when people's healths are in danger, when people's livelihoods are in danger. You just can't do it. And... Aside from the societal issues, the main part is what you're celebrating wasn't all that celebrated. No one saw any movies for the most part last year. That's reality. So they, 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 they sit there and they're trying to say, okay, how are we going to have this Oscars? So they 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 staged it in a in the in the in the train station with a limited capacity of people. It looked strange, it felt strange. It wasn't like the golden I don't know what it was. It was it it it, it seemed like they were in a library. I mean there was there was no energy in the room. Um they when 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 the the uh, there was no band. They had they had Quest Love from um, from the Jimmy Fallon show providing the music. He was the DJ. They didn't have an orchestra. He was playing music that was more suited to a pool party. There was, they, they, I, I don't know what the goal was here. If you want to have this this prestigious event, they wanted to have a prestigious event, but yet they they made it feel like it was some casual event. So you had two conflicting views. You were you were promoting the Oscars, but then you were making it sound like feel like it was in somebody's basement. Somebody was playing records as your orchestra. There was no host. You had seating that looked like they were, like it was in your basement. Some little tables. Like, get a few tables around. We'll we'll bring some people in the basement. I've got a friend here who's got a who's got a couple of turntables and you know and a and a, and a iPod. He can play some songs, and we'll have an award show based on movies that nobody really has seen and nobody knows anything about. <laughs> but then, what really made it crazy was they they had this idea that well you know we want to make this a a, ceremony you know in these hard times we want to tell personal stories and we want people to connect and, and share in their feelings okay here's the thing I've had enough of that for the last year everybody's story who came up there was a story of 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 difficulty i'm not putting down the stories but apparently all the nominees were told in advance if you you know when you're creating your, your acceptance speech you're not going to tell you who's going to win but if you create your acceptance speech we're not going to play you off with music we're going to let you talk as long as you want and and get personal and talk about you know what went on into the the process and everything well if you've ever seen any Hollywood actors or people behind the scenes, you've could you you've known in the past, if they don't have a script, they really can't talk. And then when you're now telling people to share these heartwarming and these struggle stories, when you have a room full of narcissists, which is the Academy Award audience, and you've got a, a, a group of nominees who are all narcissists, once you start to open that Pandora's box, they're all going to start top trying to top each other. One of the first winners was a very sad story. The director of, 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 the, of the best foreign film from Denmark, and what a sad story. He told how four days into filming, his teenage daughter or his, his daughter in her 20s was killed in a car accident. I mean, wow. No no question, a a very sad, poignant story and how he made the film for her. She was going to appear in it and the whole thing. Okay, that was the second or third award of the night. How are we going to top that? So now as the night went on, everybody said, well, geez, I have to try to now somehow top that sad story. I'm going to have to come up with my own sad story. So the night was now filled not with exciting stories of of dreams fulfilled but a lot of the stories were about depressions and struggles or they were so off the wall because they were told to just speak their feelings that many of them didn't even you know prearrange a speech and as i've said many times when you see actors talk as themselves you understand why they're actors they're not comfortable in their own skin, and they really can't talk unless they have a script in front of them. When they talk normally, there's, their thoughts are scattered. They're all over the place. There's no focus. And that's what, we, that's what we had. We either had depressing, sad stories or rambling, non-sequitur stories, and one winner talking about he's glad his parents had sex. I mean, where the hell does that fit in? Yeah, funny. Ha ha ha. But but embarrassing, really. Instead of laughing at him, let's take a step back and go how embarrassing is that? But they were encouraged to just speak their minds. No, no, you can't do that. So, the show was ill conceived from the start. And then of course, it was allowed to get political. Now people say, "Well, Jim, this is how, you know, you you why can't uh, a, a common uh, rebuff was, well, you know, if you can say stuff about your uh, if you disagree with their political views or even their f- forget about it's not that I disagree with their political views at all. My problem is. I'm coming if I let's say let's say this was a good idea, let's say that to have the Oscar uh, uh, show this year was a good idea. I don't believe that, but let's say it was then what it should have been was a celebration of films, a celebration of the movies. It should have been a three-hour distraction from the clutter and the rhetoric and the depression and the problems of our everyday life during this pandemic. This Oscars fed into it. Raise the level of it. I'm not saying that, that 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 a celebrity can't talk about politics. They can. But not at this. If I want to hear political rhetoric from anyone, whether it's a, a, a high powered celebrity or a politician or, or someone on the street, I there are places I can go to get that. I'll go to a political rally. I'll watch the Sunday morning political shows. But at the Academy Awards ceremony, which is in theory a celebration of films, a celebration and, and a, of, of the ultimate escapism, if the Academy Awards had any purpose, I said earlier it was unnecessary, Okay, I'll flip the coin on that. If it, if it was necessary, then what it should have done to play to its necessariness, if that's a word, was then to create a, a, a three-hour presentation of escapism and celebrations of films. If you watch that, that Oscar show, there were very few clips. There was a lot of talking. Oh my gosh, there was a lot of talking at that show. There was a lot of talking by the presenters and the winners. There was a lot of talking. It's a celebration of movies. Show me some movie clips. I don't need Laura Dern or other presenters to be, to be telling me why this person's performance was so great show it to me because I didn't see any of these this year if there was ever a year where it should have been a show filled with film clips it was this year because no one saw the movies so show them to me now and maybe I'll say wow that does look like a good movie I could see now why it was nominated and I'm going to go and find that movie whether it won or not That should have been three hours of movie clips. Not three hours of speeches, of lectures, of rambling, uh, off the top of the head thoughts. It should have been a celebration of films. That's what the Academy Awards are supposed to be. And if ever there was a time that they should have gotten back to their roots, this was the year. But sadly the Academy Awards now have to make a decision of what they are because over the last several years there has been a lot of pressure that the Academy Awards are not reflective of our society they're not reflective of are not appreciative of gender they are not appreciative of different races that it's an old boys school of all white old men. And minorities and women are not being recognized or not being celebrated. I don't deny that that's true. There's no question that that's true. And I think the Academy has been trying to address that. But this year, they went over the top. This year... It was almost as if they were trying to make up for 93 years of, of not recognizing all different groups and they were going to do it all at one time. I'm not saying that the winners that won this year were not deserving. Maybe they were. I didn't see any of these movies, so I don't know. But it seemed that there was an agenda. Since no one really saw the movie, since the public was not really connected or invested to this, it was almost as if, well, now, since no one's going to really be upset, we can, we can, you know, give these rewards out to different races and different genders and, and make up for that. I don't know if that's the case, but to me, I don't want to win an award. If it's being given to me in that way, I'm all for breaking glass ceilings. I'm all for that. We have, there have been too many glass ceilings. I understand that. But glass ceilings should be broken when they deserve to be broken. Not to break them for the sake of breaking them. If there is a woman who directed a movie like *Nomadland*, and it, des- it was the best film and she did the best job, then she should win, no question. But should she win just because she was a woman? I think that I think that's cynical, and I think that's denigrating. I think that's disrespectful. I'm not saying she shouldn't have won, but it just seems like this year. Because there wasn't a lot of investment and there wasn't a lot of, of public interest, the Academy Awards said, you know what? We've been getting a lot of flack for not, uh, you know, uh, you know, having winners who are women. Uh, she, she was only the second woman director ever to win an uh, Academy Award. Women and, and African-Americans and, and Asians and, and Latinos. Well, you know what? and I, I don't think it was i don't think it was a plot but but the, the i think the prevailing thought especially in hollywood was well you know we're getting all this flack so let's just let's just focus in on some of these people and and give those those people the awards so we not get it, we not we don't get flack for that anymore well you can't do that all at once in one swoop What I think the Academy Awards are now going to have, after this this year's um, disaster, it was the lowest-rated Oscars in history, and it deserved to be. Because I said before, going in, it was the lowest-rated because, really, it shouldn't have happened. It was unnecessary. Only 10 million people watched it. Usually 25, 30, in in its heyday, 60, 70, 100 million used to watch it. Only 10 million people watch it. That's not a lot for network television. So it that only, that only validates my point of it was unnecessary. You didn't need to have this big three-hour show because no one really cared this year. But Hollywood was so pent up, they wanted to put on a show because they haven't been able to do anything. Celebrities wanted to get dressed up. This was so self-indulgent. The whole idea of this was self-indulgent. And then the actual ceremony itself was self-indulgent. Everybody who got in front of a mic was self-indulgent. They were, And, and sadly, they were, they were told to be self-indulgent. If you were going to have this party, take the emphasis off of you for once and put it on the screen. But what the Academy Awards are now going to have to decide, they can't, they have they've been they've been bowing every year because of the power of social media. They have been bowing to outside pressures. And I'm not saying that these are not legitimate complaints, but there comes a point, if you're an organization, that you have to decide what you stand for. You have to decide what you are, what why why you were formed, what you stand for, and what you are. Now, every organization, especially when it's been around for 100 years almost, definitely has to keep up with the times. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm not saying that the arguments about, about uh, different people of, of different colors or races have not been... Um, recognized in the past. I I understand that. I agree with it. I think it's great that they are trying to expand the membership so that d- more different uh, opinions and perspectives go into this. I get it. But there comes a point where you cannot continue to constantly bow to that pressure. And And now the Academy Awards seem to just be the capitulating at every point where I don't know what they stand for anymore. The Academy Awards, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences has to get, they have to take a step back. If they don't do some major soul searching after this debacle, because this wasn't just a bad show. As I said before, I'm passionate about it as a movie fan, but also I, I look at this as a reflection of what we're doing in our society today, too. We have to decide what we stand for. We certainly have to evolve and change and and think about other people. But you can't blow with the wind at every moment because public opinion changes on a dime, especially today with social media. If you keep blowing with the wind and changing, then you don't, you have lost your mission. If you, if you If you, as a singular person, have a set of values, you can have your set of values and also be influenced by other perspectives and incorporate those into your life, the ones that you believe are right, Our goal is to always be changing and evolving. But you also be true to yourself. And be who you are. I don't know what the Academy of Arts and Sciences now are. They have to decide. They have to do some soul searching. Because after this year's show, it was so niche-oriented. It was speaking to such a small group that it so wanted to appeal to and please that it 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 turned it it, it it turned into a horrible, boring, unentertaining show on its own, and it turned out to be a very narrow minded, intolerant social gathering. The thing that's bothering me about what's been going on in the last several years. Is And I've said this many times, and I will repeat it, because I I believe we have to keep this in our heads. In our efforts to be tolerant, we cannot be intolerant. You cannot castigate, you cannot judge, you cannot punish someone for being intolerant and then being intolerant to them for their intolerance. That may sound crazy, but it makes sense in your ability to be taught to, 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 you cannot preach tolerance and then be intolerant. You can't say we need all, you know, all voices need to be heard except that one. Cause I don't agree with that one. That's intolerance. Either all voices are heard or not. If you're preaching tolerance, then you have to be tolerant, even of the viewpoints that do not agree with yours. That's tolerance. But what we're having today is complete intolerance. That's what cancel culture is. We, we're intolerant. The, the, the people that are, that are driving this are preaching tolerance, but being, being intolerant in their goal for tolerance, which gets you nowhere which makes you a hypocrite the oscars were preaching tolerance but being intolerant they were they were i'm in a i'm in a i'm in a a ceremony that is celebrating movies right why do i have to hear statistics about police shooting people Where does that fit? Where where does that fit in the movies, in, in, in this thing? If I want to hear about that, I can go. There's a million places I can go to get those statistics and hear that rhetoric, but not here. This is a celebration of movies. And more and more, the Oscars over the years have been getting political and getting political, but now they are, They, I think we're at a point now after this debacle of this year where the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, have to decide, are they a movie organization that celebrates and promotes movies? Or are they a social organization motivated by society and social justice and equality that use movies to promote their agenda? Because that's where we're almost at now. I believe it was Regina King, the director, she came out first. And within the first five, the first sentence, she referenced the George Floyd verdict. Right off the bat, which to me set the tone. It was a subliminal message also to everyone else in that room that it's going to be okay for you to speak your mind on your political thoughts, and they certainly did. Instead, here's what Regina King should have said when she came out. Welcome to the 93rd Academy Awards. The past year has been difficult for our industry and for everyone as people. So tonight, the best that we can, we are here, we are gathered to celebrate the one thing that unites us in this room and hopefully with all the people watching. In a divisive world that we're in right now, tonight for three hours, it may be temporary, but for three hours, we are going to celebrate. One thing that hopefully we all can agree on for once, and that is our love of films. So we are going to celebrate our love of films. We are going to celebrate the history of our films, and we are going to celebrate the great films and the great performances that came out last year. Now, we realize a lot of people probably didn't see these films don't really know maybe some of these films, maybe read about them, but tonight you are going to get a chance to see what they were all about. You're going to get a chance to discover them maybe for the first time. Our hope tonight is that not only are we going to honor these films. But hopefully we're going to be able to expose them now to a wider audience. And so our hope tonight is after you watch this presentation, you're going to seek out many of these films that we're talking about and honoring or through the nominations and the winners. And you will finally see these films. And in that, we will provide you a little escape, a little distraction. From all the pressures and all the tensions that we have been experiencing over the last year, pandemic and otherwise. But for the next three hours, let's just forget all that. Let's leave that outside. And let's celebrate the one thing that we all here have in common. That we all have a love for. And that's movies. Now that, if that's the speech, and if the show reflects that, if the show shows me clips of films throughout the the evening, extended clips, I would rather see extended clips of the movies than extended rambling Ill-conceived, unfocused speeches. Show me the movies. That's why we're here. That would have been a worthy Academy Award show. A necessary Academy Award show. Academy Award show that adapted to the times. Not forced itself into the times. Not tried to be a part of the times. Because movies, in their essence, are an escapism from reality. That's what they are. We're not seeing reality on the screen. That's all made up. That's what you celebrate. The escapism of films. So don't make references to controversial political or societal things that are going to rile people up. This is not the forum for that. There are many forums where you can do that. But on this night, in this time, in this era, in this pandemic, we don't need to raise the level of rhetoric, to raise the level of anger, to raise the level of divisiveness. Make the Academy Awards a place of unity. Unity. That's what President Biden talked about in his inaugural speech. I would assume most of the people in that room all hated Donald Trump. They're all happy that Joe Biden is president. Well, then follow his example. But instead, we had rambling speeches, we had political speeches, we had lecturings, we had preachy, we had preachy things, we had inappropriate things, and yes, we had disrespectful. That show was disrespectful. And you say, Jim, how was it disrespectful? I'll tell you how it was disrespectful. They changed the order of the way the awards were given out because they, they expected, like everyone else did, that Chadwick Cheswick Boseman was going to win the Academy Award. He passed away at 39 from cancer he was nominated posthumously and he won golden globes and sag and everything and so they're figuring this is going to be we we wanted an emotional show here well how how much better can we get except giving this award to a african american who passed away at a young age tragically who was who was was star was on the rise they in their minds this is a hollywood ending So to get their Hollywood ending, they cynically changed the order. Best picture is always the last award. But they knew probably that Nomadland was going to win, and it wasn't going to have the impact that they would have had by by having Bozeman win the Academy Award, have his wife come up and give probably a very prearranged 25-minute speech. That was the moment they wanted. So they rearranged, they broke tradition and they rearranged it so they could have that moment. That was the last award given. And not only were they getting their moment, but the other side, which is even more disrespectful and cynical was they were basically telling everyone, you're going to, you can't tune out. We're going to make it so that you have to stay till the end of this show. You have to watch the end of this show. You have to watch all our commercials because you're going to want to see Bozeman win at the end. We've we've contrived it for that. So now they disrespected the best picture winner, which is always the last one and the highest apparently of all the awards. So they 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 diluted the, the best picture by lowering it when they gave it out, the last award of the night. They diluted it there. They did by 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 setting it up, they subliminally were telling everybody we know that Bozeman's gonna win we're putting this last on purpose because we are going to get that moment that we want and you're going to want to see. So they basically disrespected every nominee in that category because they basically were saying we're moving this last because you other people don't have a chance to win this. He's going to win it. We know it. You know it. Everyone else knows it. So we're just going to put it there last to get the maximum viewership and the maximum drama that is contrived that is disrespectful that is cynical that is that is deplorable and then what happened they went to all they went through that whole thing to create that moment and then anthony hopkins wins the people in the room were shocked Joaquin Phoenix didn't know what to say. Anthony Hopkins didn't show up. Everybody says, well, why was he disrespected? He didn't even show up. Why should he have shown up? He, You already told the world that you thought that Bozeman was going to win. You changed the whole order of the of the award so that, that he could have his moment. So why should I show up? So you can show my picture of me sitting here and I have to sit through this three-hour debacle? I don't blame Anthony Hopkins for not showing up. But then when he won, there was a smattering of applause. Joaquin Phoenix mumbled something, and the show ended. So you set this whole thing up for this big dramatic uh presentation and tribute to which I'm sure was already in the can. You didn't get that, and you and you had no plan B. There was never a thought in anybody's mind that he wasn't gonna win that Best Actor Award. And when he didn't, they didn't know what to do. That show ended w- was so anticlimactic and so unprofessional. That show was was so ill produced, it was amateurish, and it did disrespect Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is one of the greatest actors in history. 83 years old, he's the oldest Oscar winner. That was something to celebrate, but that was not the celebration they wanted, and that's what I'm telling you about here, about political agendas. This show was not about acting. This show was not about movies. This show had other agendas, political agendas, and they didn't get their ending. And When they didn't get their ending, they didn't know what to do because they never expected not to get their ending. But yes, Anthony Hopkins and every nominee in that category was disrespected when they moved it to the last one, because they moved it because they thought Bozeman was going to win. And then when Anthony Hopkins won, he was disrespected because he was not given any kind of real acknowledgement. There was no plan B. Why didn't they say, well, in case, in case I, I, I guarantee you that, that Chadwick Boseman's wife was ready to go up there and give a speech, because he couldn't, so why wasn't there someone in the wings prepared to accept the award for Anthony Hopkins in case he won? That happens. You know why? Because no one ever expected him to win, he didn't expect to win, and no one even cared about it. They were just worried about Chadwick Boseman and how they were going to have give him his moment, and he didn't get it. That's how he was disrespected. The next day poor Anthony Hopkins gave, gave, came, gave kind of a speech because he was in England, and he he was almost apologizing for winning. Why should he apologize for winning an award? Because the guy that you wanted to win didn't get it. In this world, everybody was in today's society, everybody, you know, th- this is a whole generation that everyone gets an award. Well, Anthony Hopkins got one. he should be celebrated. But not when your agenda isn't fulfilled, and that's why the academy has to decide: What are they? Are they? I, I, because if they were, if they are an organization that that celebrates acting and celebrates films, then they should have celebrated Anthony Hopkins for being eighty-three years old and giving him a performance of his life. That is just as important and and history-making and impressive as the sad situation of Chadwick Boseman. Bozeman dying at thirty nine, but Anthony Hopkins is an old white guy. He his his Academy Award and his win was so disrespected; it was sad. One of the greatest, classiest actors we have, completely disrespected. The Academy should be ashamed of itself. The in memoriam was the most disrespectful part of the entire show. The worst part, of course, was this name that tune thing where Glenn Close got, I mean, I don't even know what that was. That, that, was, that wouldn't even be interesting in a TikTok video. It was so em- embarrassing. For a show that wanted to be classy and everything, that show was very low rent from beginning to end. But the in memoriam, either have this thing and, 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 and treat it right or don't do it. Once again, sometimes, if you're not going to do it right, nothing is better than something. That in memoriam was, was despicable. It was disgraceful. They chose, first of all, an inappropriate song. One of my favorite songs by Stevie Wonder is, is they chose. It's called As. And there's a, a line in there, I'll be loving you always. It's a great song. It's called As. It's from his 1976 album, Song of the Key of Life. One of my favorite songs. Has been since I first heard it when I was 12. But it wasn't right for the In Memoriam. Because this is not about the song. The In Memoriam is there to to honor the people who passed away and to give them a nice little remembrance. Well, in, in once again, the ill-conceived view of this show, of this horrible production... They picked this song, which, which has different time signatures. It's slow and then it speeds up. And they were, sh- they, to, to, they were actually showing the pictures in time with the music. So as the song sped up, they were speeding up the different pictures to the point where you couldn't even recognize who you couldn't read the name or look at the picture and the next picture was gone. You couldn't see it. There was no, there was no point to it. If your goal was to have a Stevie Wonder song, then I guess it was. But that's not what the In Memoriams uh, segment's supposed to be. It's supposed to be, first of all, a song with no lyrics, just music, somber, respectful music, and flash the pictures, and give everybody a chance to be seen, who you're going to put up there, and let me see their picture, and let me see their name. The way that was produced... Flashing the pictures in time with the song, which was an inappropriate song. Yes, I understand. We'll be loving you always. I get that. That's the line. But it was not the right song for this kind of segment, which is based on showing people. They sped up the the images to go to the time of the music. It was the wrong song. A right sentiment, but not the right song. So that was completely, um, that was completely irresponsible and disrespectful. The whole show was just—it uh, was just a disgrace. It was—it was embarrassment. And so, afterwards, I'm thinking and I'm saying, you know, this group was, is, was so concerned about other agendas, political agendas. One of the big chants in the last year has been, you know, re- reallocating money spent on something to help people, to help social programs, to help feed people. I watched that debacle and I thought to myself, I wonder what the budget was for that show. How much did it cost to put that show on, To to retrofit the Union Station with booths and lights and cameras and, and the, the, the entire production budget. It had to be several million dollars, four million, five million, ten million. I don't know what it was. But I wonder, could that money have been used instead of putting on that horrible show that, that, that was a debacle in every sense, an embarrassment? Couldn't that money have been allocated to perhaps in Los Angeles spending it on food for people that may have lost jobs over the last year, for people that might need supplies like diapers or we're seeing all these people lining up for food. They can't get food. Couldn't that money have been better spent? How about def- and 20 this year? How about? defunding the oscars maybe that's what should have been done instead of wasting the money on that horrible production on an unnecessary show take that same money that apparently is available if you have a social agenda, then 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 put your money where your mouth is. You know what you say if you're the Oscars. You know what we're going to only have an hour program that's just going to, and we're going to take the money we would have spent ABC and um, and and uh, you know the network as well as the Academy, all the money that was going to be spent on putting on a three and a half hour show, we're going to take that money instead and give it to various social programs around Los Angeles. Now that is putting your money where your mouth is. But you know if you do that, celebrities can't get dressed up in their in their gowns. We can't put on a show. We can't pretend that we're not in a in a pandemic. We can't push our political agendas. Defund the Oscars. That's what should have been done this year. Another proof That something is not always better than nothing. I love movies. I have my whole life. The Academy Awards are supposed to celebrate that love and bring people together. But this year, in their own selfishness, in their own self-indulgence, they didn't celebrate films. They used the three hours. I don't even know what they used. It was I, I don't even know what it was. But I know what it wasn't. It wasn't a celebration of movies. It wasn't a uniting ceremony. It was a dividing ceremony. And I also know what it was. Unnecessary. The Oscar does not go to the Oscars this year. And so ends another episode of Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic. Don't forget, every Monday a new episode is posted at WGNRadio.com. Or we are found wherever you go to find your favorite podcast. We are there. Don't forget. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, send them a link, send them a message, tell them that your favorite podcast is Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic, and it should be theirs too. Your loyalty and your devotion and that little extra effort is much appreciated. Hope you enjoyed episode number 258. I'm Jim Toronto. I ain't here on business. I'm only here for fun. You've been listening to Elton Jim's Captain Podtastic from the end of the web to your screen. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar.